is the day after. That's what I'm calling it. It is the day after the Super Bowl. We can finally all exhale. Football is over. And it's all about soccer. Or football. The other football. The real football, if you will. I'm Eric Winaldo. This is For the Win. Coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios here in the wonderful city of Las Vegas, Nevada, which has finally turned the corner. We are 70 degrees and above now. It's not cold. It's not it's actually very pleasant would be the right word. Not very pleasant over there uh, across the pond, though. Seems to be raining. It seems to be raining sideways, a little bit of hail, and raining harder in some cities more than others. I'll get you all caught up today. Since we can no longer talk about the NFL, uh, it was an interesting weekend. I did bet on the game. I won my bet. I'm allowed to do that. As a coach, the rules were explained to me very... Simply put, do not bet on any sports whatsoever if you are currently coaching at the professional level, which I am not. So I got to put some money down on my Rams and they won. Not too sure if the NFL could use VAR. I think it would, you know, it's, it's a Super Bowl. Maybe they should just have video review only in the Super Bowl because that was one of the worst calls, no calls that I've seen in forever. I actually put that on Twitter. I, I I thought that it was like, you know, this is a horrible call. And people was like, why? What's the soccer guy complaining about a football call? And then, of course, everybody wanted to remind me that New Orleans got cheated by the Rams and something worse. So thank you for putting in my place. I think it was a guy named Michael Lisi who just basically shut me down on Twitter. And I had to immediately recognize that I was being silly. A lot of stuff going on, though. They were spinning out of a pretty busy weekend, getting back to after the international break, Bundesliga and uh, the Premier League. So I want to go through all of that. Also, the Champions League is going to be back in action. I'll run you through all of those fixtures. Hey, guys, look at these two good-looking guys. You don't see them. Thank you. Do that. There you go. You're on TV. You don't know it, but you could, that's you right there. You'd look great. I love the win because they, they, the people walk by, and then they all wave, and then they get on with their, their beautiful day. Good-looking family. Anyway, I'll catch you up with uh, the Premier League and then the Champions League back in action. It's a little bit out of whack with Chelsea and Juventus needing some uh, some help on their schedule. They won't get after it until the 22nd, which I believe is a Tuesday. So Chelsea will get Lille and uh, Villarreal will get uh, Juventus. Inter gets Liverpool. It's just a very interesting game. It's a nice trip down to uh, to Italy for, for Liverpool. Uh, sporting uh, Man City, it's a good get out of town for, for Pep. I think he'll enjoy that trip. PSG gets Real Madrid. But the interesting one to me is that everybody's got to travel. Everybody's got to go get on a plane, pain in the ass, figure out how to get, you know, oh, everything going on with COVID. Every, every country has a bunch of rules. So it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass for everybody but Bayern. So I don't want to take you through all of the, the, the stats, but the truth is, is Bayern does this once a year. Every time they're, they're coming back into the Champions League fixtures, they have a blip. They screw up. They have a horrible performance. And that's exactly what they had at my old club, Falafel Bochum, yesterday or two days ago. Four to two. At one point, it was four to one. So uh, Thomas Rice, my old teammate, figuring it out. Uh, he had a couple of fun text messages. Well, it's not text messages. It's WhatsApp. Yeah, everybody does WhatsApp in Europe. So anyway, going back, back and forth with my old teammates and, and the people that run Falafel Bochum, what a win for Bochum. What an unbelievable result. 4-2 to two against the Kings from Munich. But Munich always does this. And now they have their, their next opponent will be Salzburg. 
So for those of you who don't know and not familiar with the Euro European map, that's like an hour and 30 minutes on a bus. It's just a little bit northeast of, of Munich to up to uh, Austria. So I don't know. Every, every once in a while, usually it's that whole Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest starts and it always starts early and ends a little bit late. It's not even really October. That thing starts in September. But the, the, the reality is they have a blip and there it was, which means I feel sorry for Salzburg. Because, they, you know, listening to uh, Kimmich's comments after, this is just not Bayern. This is not who we are. Yeah, you don't want to be on the other side of that. You'd rather have them had a nice, comfortable win against Bochum, even though that was on the road. That's a tough trip to the Rugovit. But they're going to they're gonna come flying into Salzburg. That's going to be something you might want to pay attention to. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. I'll say 5-0. Uh, That'll be the scoreline of of that unfortunate game for uh, Salzburg, which we all know, you know, we've got, a, you know, Aronson's over there and we've got some Americans that we uh, will be watching throughout. I was, you know, checking the Bundesliga uh, results as well. I want to catch up on that because that's getting a little bit nutty. Everybody was so excited to see the American Pepe go to Germany. Yeah. I don't know if that's really, there's a whole lot of excitement anymore. It's just a lot of, Anxiety now. It's just, it's just not looking good. He came in the game. They lost to Munich and Gladbach. Tough trip, though, to Gladbach. You got to say. And they, they lose 3-2. to two. Uh, Pepe gets some time on the field, but he still looks just so lost out there. Dortmund gets a big win against Union Berlin, which was, which was a great response from last week. But still no Gio Reyna sighting there. It was, it's really got me worried, man. Five months out, there's been multiple reports on what exactly the injury is. I really don't know what's going on. It's a weird one. So uh, to correct myself, Bochum did beat Bayern on Saturday, not on Sunday. Leipzig got a good win against Cologne. Freiburg hanging tight with a 1-1. Firth gets a win. How about that? 2-1 against Hertha. So Hertha, they're my pick to go down. So Hertha, will, Berlin is only big enough for one team right now. That's going to be Union Berlin, which is amazing that, that how they've been able to uh, climb the ladder. But Hertha Berlin, huge club. But they just, they're, they're not going to figure it out. Augsburg's going to go down as well. I think Stuttgart will be the team that climbs out of this, despite the fact that they lost again against Leverkusen 4-2. Berlin took a smack in the face, but they'll, they'll respond. And then I think one of the worst teams, uh, Armina Bielefeld, they took another loss to Hoffenheim. So I, I think, I think this, it's really bad news for, for Augsburg. Augsburg's going to go down. And that, that means another American goes down in the Bundesliga. And I get to say that because I went down. I mean, somebody hit me up on, on Twitter and said, you went down twice. No, buddy, I broke my leg. If you broke your leg, you got plates and screws in there. Can you tell me that's raining outside before you even look? No, you can't. I can because I've got a broken leg. I suffered that in Stuttgart. I think it was the second week or first week in November 1994. So I had to sit and watch my team go down after they spent a bunch of money on me. So I wasn't, that wasn't fun. So just... Those of you in Twitterverse, I'm just correcting you because there was a couple of people out there going a little bit nuts on me. I don't. You know, I, I want you all to know this on Twitter. It, everything that you read from me on Twitter, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at something you said, or I'm just laughing at the fact that this is so ridiculous that this has become my life. That I'm responding to some person who's in their basement poking away at a keyboard trying to get a rise out of me. You're not gonna win. So if you want to keep trying, that's fine. I don't care. I I really don't. I, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Let's uh, let's take a look at the EPL. The EPL comes spinning out of the weekend, so this is something to worry about. Tottenham has lost three in a row. So I was I was kind of singing the praises of Antonio Conte because I know how much 
he puts into this. A lot of people don't understand pattern play. There's a lot of pattern play when it comes to Conte. You got to find your position quickly. And then it's really a series of pattern passes. Here's the problem. Some coaches pay attention more than others. And when they pay attention more than others, they figure out what you're doing. And that's why you just lost three in a row. It's the first time he's lost three games in a row in 13 years. So what's in the water over there? I got to look it up. I got to look at how many, how many managers have now been at Tottenham. I still can't believe that Jose Mourinho ever went there. It's just so wrong. It's, it's just so wrong. I think he was in the same apartment that he, was, that he used to come out of a, when he was with Chelsea. And then he decided to uh, just change jerseys. This just this struck me as wrong. But Wolves got him. Wolves got him on, on all levels. On all levels of that game. It was just a strange one. They had some good chances. But I applaud the calculated risk employed by Wolves. Because they, they get the win. Man City just took care of business against Norwich. Norwich isn't even close to the same level. Burnley. You know, Burnley, Burnley. They, they lose to Liverpool 1-0. Leicester and West Ham get the 2-2. And then I guess the, the most glaring of all of them is Newcastle. So, you know, I, I, I take it back, Trippier. You, you know, I didn't say it was sexy enough. But three, uh, they have, they're, I think they're undefeated in their last five and they've won their last three. And they've got themselves four points out of the relegation zone. So welcome to survival mode. They, don't, they, they can put the pads away. They don't need to be uh, putting electricity into their heart. They seem to be doing just fine. I shouldn't say that out loud with Erickson coming back and his issues with Brentford, but that was a wonderful welcome to see Christensen come back to the EPL. Just a resounding, beautiful day for him to come out on the field and just the fans to give him the love that they did. And I think I'm, I'm, we'll all be paying attention to that. He keeps telling everybody, don't worry, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I know I had a heart attack on the field and scared the hell out of everybody. Need to be resuscitated right there on the field by a teammate. But um, let's see how he does. I, how can you not root for him, right? How can you not be hoping that, that, that everything goes well? I guess in the last piece of news is Major League Soccer. Uh, I got to look this up because th- this is just one of the oddest things I've seen in a long time. The new manager of Charlotte basically get to, gives an interview. And I'm not entirely sure if he knew exactly how to handle that. So I kind of I, I, I kind of looked him up. This is uh, Miguel Angel uh, Ramirez. And I looked him up. He's a young guy. He's 37 years old and he's in charge. But in his article, I mean his article, in his interview, he was asked by the media, basically, so how does, how, what's the outlook? And he kind of did dance a little bit. And at the very end, he said, but right now, we're screwed. He said it in Spanish. And he's going to, it looks like he's going to need a translator the whole time. He's going to be another one of those Almeidas. He's never going to try and learn the language. He's just going to, everything has to be in Spanish and everyone has to be explained everything twice. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't know if this was a good hire. I guess his name is Zorna Crenta. He was, he was hired as a sporting director. And then at some point, Mark Nichols was the technical director, but they are having all kinds of issues building a team and they're, you know, they're creeping up on their their uh, start of their season. They signed a bunch of, a couple of Polish guys, which, which struck me, which I didn't see that coming. But uh, 37 years old, and you spent some time at Aspire Academy. Those of you who don't know where Aspire Academy is, it's in Qatar. So for me, that's a red flag. It just is. It, it is. It's a red flag. And I'll, I'll be paying attention to see how long it takes this guy to figure out this league and how many excuses we have to listen to when it comes to why things aren't going well in Charlotte and why do we hire people like this 
when we understand how difficult it is to come out of the gates. Major League Soccer is a different animal. It's There's so many pieces to it that you have to have figured out. And it, if you watch what happened in Cincinnati with Yop Stam and, the, and that gang, right? And then you you try and figure out what happened in Chicago, which was really odd with uh, with guys like Frank Klopas who were who were sitting right there in the room and they still couldn't figure it out. I think I think Charlotte's focused more on the unveiling of their uh, their kit. You know, they they cool jersey. Alley looks like this that's going to be their sponsor. I got an Alley card, my wife and I. It's a nice way to pay for stuff. Yeah, I said su- I suggest you everybody gets Alley just makes things easier. It's a good it's a good company. They're the sponsor, and and I don't know what what kind of I don't recognize anybody. I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm going to wait like six games before I even pass judgment because it's just uh, it's just too weird. It's too weird. They, 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 they just look like they, they get up every day and go, oh, it's a new day. I hope we figured it out. And I really don't know if they will. I don't know. I don't know. It's a long way. It's a long, it's a far, far way away from here. So it, it, it's, it's not something that I, I spend a lot of time thinking about. But the other two things that I, I guess uh, need to be discussed is the move of Josie Altador. We were thinking about titling, entitling this, uh, this podcast, Josie Out the Door, because he's finally out of Toronto. And the immediately, you know, I, you know Andrew Wiebe decided to, to write about it. And he said, this is a perfect fit. It's, it's so funny how this stuff happens, you know? I mean, it's just, it's, if you really look at, at how Josie's been acting over the course of the last, I don't know, three years, I think he's made so much money that he, 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 I don't, I didn't really believe that he was totally and completely invested into, into the success of that team anymore. I think he's been going to a lot of tennis matches, got married, got married to Sloane Stevens. She's a grand slam winner. Pretty lady. I was checking her out on the, uh, on uh, some of the images there. She's a beautiful woman, wonderful athlete. And I, it's, here's my point in saying that, you know, there's a lot of pictures of them, you know, at parties at, at, you know, behind the, the, the red rope and they're, they're, they're doing their thing, but maybe this will calm him down a little bit. I mean, the whole, you know, the last couple of years have been, been a little weird. You know, you got the pandemic going, he, he's sending out tweets, like just, you know, slamming Alexi Lalas and, and Taylor Twelman got a little, uh, you know, I let's let the little racially motivated in some of those, uh, those text messages just sounded angry, angry. Now the reason why Andrew, we, we wrote this thing is he's basically saying this is a perfect fit. It's kind of like if you go back in time when Josie Altador was 19 years old, believe it or not, Bruce Arena was his coach. And here we go again. And Bruce is not one of those guys that's going to get all wrapped up in, like, when Bruce looks at, Bruce makes this face when you're talking to him. As if he's like, like trying to listen to you or he's in some kind of pain. And the reason why he does that is because he is in pain. He doesn't care about all the riffraff. He doesn't give a damn about all that stuff. Bruce is so great in, in, that, in that sense. He's so simple. And I think that Weeby's right. This is going to be a good fit. So Josie Altador is out the door and he's on his way to New England and he's going to play for the refs. He's 32 years old. I mean, at, at the extent they, they reached a buyout at Toronto FC. So he, he wanted out. Uh, at the, you know, the new brass up there, I mean, is Bob Bradley and he, he's simply just accommodating uh, this move. So it's his two old friends get on the phone and say, you want him? You can have him if you want him. And they work out the deals and Bill Manning spits something out and here we go. So it looks like he's going to be there. You know, the TAM is involved and all that stuff. And I don't want to get all into the details, but Bruce Arena seems to be pretty happy with this. I love what he said like a couple of days ago. I mean, clearly this was happening. He goes, well, it certainly looks like that's what's going to happen. And it did. So um, 
you know, the questions are, you know, that people are saying stuff like, you know, is can his body hold up? Is this Gillette? It's turf. I don't know. Is he ever going to get back in the kind of form where, where Greg Berhalter even looks at him seriously and says, well, why not? Is, is that what Josie's doing? Is Josie basically saying, I know the rules. I know how this works. You just got to be informed when it's time to get on the plane. And you watch if he goes there and he will enjoy playing for Bruce and he starts banging in goals, just get ready for that story. That story's coming. It's coming. Think about this, guys. Just put this out there. I'm not advocating that this is the way it should be in any stretch, by any stretch of the imagination because you got a couple of guys in Europe who are actually found their form over there at Young Boys making things difficult. Sargent is trying to climb his way back up. Pepe's not going to figure it out. He's not. Just understand as much as that that hype train got crazy in $20 million, which has now been moved down to 18, which by the time we get to June, when those well, those lawyers and the accountants want to know where the money went, because they've got to figure out what that parachute blanket looks like or that parachute payment looks like when they got to go down to the second division, because that's what's going to happen. They're going to ask a lot of questions about him. And it's going to be a really difficult time for a very young player. Now, if he stops scoring completely, if the faucet is completely turned off and we get to the end of the season, so we're talking about June now, and Josie Altador goes, goes to a new address and is just banging home goals, what do we do? What, what happens then? Like, what is everybody going to do? They're going to lose their minds because it's going to actually, on paper, make sense to take the guy that's scoring over the guy that hasn't found the net in eight months. And I don't know what the count is now. I don't know how many minutes it's been since he's actually scored a goal. But Pepe's not going to score. Okay, he's not. He's not. He's just not going to score a goal. Here's the other part. New England Revolution have tweeted this out. He's our newest member. Josie Altador is the newest member of our team. He's got 86 MLS goals. All right, he's got 115 caps for the national team. That's uh, what is that? That's nine more than me. I mean, the guys had a the, the guys had a career. The question is, is how motivated is he? I don't know what the final numbers are. I'll wait till the. Uh, MLSPA spits out a number that tells me how much they're willing to tell us he's getting paid. All that stuff is pretty transparent, but I mean, he certainly isn't getting the five, six million that he used to, but that's what you call FU money. When you have that kind of bank account, sometimes you start acting up and then you get married and Sloan Stevens, who seems to be a really sweet lady and a great tennis player, she might be the reason why Josie Altador figures it out, or it could be the worst case scenario. It's one of the two. I've been married several times, so I know what this is all about. When you get married and you're a professional athlete, life is different. It's just different. I used to say that I remember when Curtis Strange was talking about Tiger Woods when he was brand new. And everybody and somebody unfortunately uttered the phrase, well, wait till he gets married. It's a whole new ball game. And I think it was Jim Nance who said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, the, the difference is when Tiger Woods gets finished with his round, he wants to go work on his nine iron, phone's ringing. His wife's saying, hey, what do you want to, what do you want to go to dinner? And Tiger Woods says, well, I got to work on this nine iron, honey. I'll, I'll call you back. But the first 59 irons that he hits, he's not thinking about the ball. He's thinking about dinner. And why is she calling me? We've seen it on, on numerous occasions. I mean, people like, like David Beckham, that's a special scenario. I mean, I'm posh. I mean, it's a, what a life they have. By the way, they were never really in the same room. She was busy too. She was somewhere else. Yeah, they have kids and, and you know, Romeo and, and, and Brooklyn and, and, and they have a lot of money that, that works. And David loves the game. I used to go watch him train. Nobody trained harder than that guy. Nobody stayed longer than that guy. 
So I was a, it's a couple of things coming together. It's not just a guy that's been out of the picture for a little bit. This is a guy whose life is different now. I would love to have Josie on this program. And the funny thing about that is, was when you had FU money, you, you, you act differently. You, you, you just do. You, you just, some of these guys just, they change. Josie Altador has changed a lot, a lot. If he doesn't like me saying that, I don't know. And he's, uh, he's delusional. But I think, I, look, I, I, watch this team, man. Watch this team. As good as they were, this is, this is what Bruce does. Bruce just figures out a way to get better. They, fell, if they came up short. I don't say they fell short. Or they, but they came up short this year because they, you know, they, they sputtered in, in the game that mattered in the playoffs, even though they were pounded in, in during the regular season. So here we go. And I am, I'm not one of those people that's going to say that I'm rooting for or against Josie Alton. I really don't. I just want to see what, how it all unfolds. The other part of that is, and if I'm being truly honest, if he is in form and he's healthy and he's running right past people in Major League Soccer, a lot of people are going to say, yeah, so what? That's not going to be good enough for to play in, a, you know, in the World Cup. Yeah, it might. It might. The guy's talented. The reality is he is talented. So um, the other piece, I guess, the Earthquakes picked up, is it Jamiro Montero? And now the reason why I don't know the guy's name is because he's played six times in the last three years. He ended up going to the African Cup of Nations. He did, he did okay, but they're making a big deal about this over the Earthquakes. He somehow like won like this player's award, like the players, most of an offensive player. Like, what are you guys talking about? Run his stats. It's kind of like, okay, what are you talking about? Basically, Philadelphia's going to receive up to 450000 right? And then they free up an international spot. It's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, they seem to believe that this is going to be a, a, a good move, and I, I'm I'm looking at the guy's stats and trying to figure out. Okay, not great, not terrific. But the uh, Major League Soccer is starting in the next couple of days. It's also we we alluded to this on the last podcast that most of these teams, well, not most of these teams, but the teams that have already achieved Champions League status, so they'll be in action. That's. That's coming up pretty quick here. I think tomorrow we're going to see uh, its current champion, NYCFC, uh, in action already. Montreal was on, on, in the same boat. And then uh, as far as the rest of them, Colorado, I believe, is, is, is on the 17th. And Seattle is on the 17th. And then New England is on the 18th. So here we go. And I like New England's schedule the most because they go back to back. They they got to travel. They got to go down to uh, where are they going? I believe they got to go to Costa Rica. Am I right? They got to Costa Rica. I think they got to go to. Costa. I don't know. I sometimes I, I'm off the cuff, guys. I'm not looking at this stuff. I I don't. Uh, but I do know that they're they're going to go back to back on the 17th, 22nd before they get their their season going. Well, so you know, and I, is is Altador available? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm just, I just want to see how this all plays out. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting deal. What are they playing against? It's, like it's, it's a team that I just don't recognize. This ass Cavalry. Okay. Bruce got a good draw. Uh, a good draw, it looks like. But all things included, I, I think uh, you know, going back to my original point, the, the Super Bowl is over. I have been one that has criticized this on numerous occasions. That Major League Soccer is just kind of beholden to the, the, the NFL mentality. We do things very similar to the NFL. I could give you the history lesson and, and how this all started and how football and soccer uh, have always been adversaries. But in 1994, when, when the World Cup came here, I think all the football guys said, all right, this thing is coming and we better get our act together. So what do we do? We own it. 
It's the smartest move you can do. So the Crafts and the Lamar Hunts of the world decided to, to get the ball rolling, to not just bring soccer to the forefront as a, as a major league sport uh, in this country, but they certainly have had the ability to control the outcome over the course of the first two decades. And they still, to a certain extent, do. So I think I, I did my, my job to prognosticate who I thought was going to do well this year. I'm, I'm worried about Charlotte. I'm going to put them on, on my list. I do not think that Cincinnati is going to figure it out right away. And I'm just totally fascinated by the news coming out of Houston. Houston is, um, <laughs> Houston is acting like they're the first ones to ever discover that there's good players in Brazil. I don't know if anybody caught this, but I was just reading some of the comments that came out of uh, Houston this week. And um, I think it's Mendelssohn was, was the one that may have said it. I apologize if I get it wrong, but it, it's, it was all about, let me find it. Let me, let me find it really quick. Oh, here's the quote. Brazil is a very interesting market for us. We think there's a lot of quality there. Does anybody else find that completely amusing? Let me read that to you again. Brazil is a very interesting market for us, for everybody. We think that there's a lot of quality down there. We think this translates very well to our city and our staff, which means you hired a Brazilian guy. Nagamura is, is Brazilian. Uh, it's a place we're actively looking. It's a pathway that makes sense, a lot of sense for us. Wow. Well, don't tell everybody about your big secret. Brazil has soccer players. I just think that's funny. I'm sorry. That's that's funny when a guy comes out and 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 says something like that. You got it. I got it. I'm not throwing you under the bus, buddy. I'm just saying to, to get in front of a microphone and say you think Brazil might be a good market. Oh boy. All right. I'm done with that one. I apologize. I know my buddy Tad Ramos got shown the door down there and. He's probably not happy about that. And uh, Matt Jordan was was really pulling the strings. He got fired. Pat Onsat's now in charge. And and I, I remember when Paulo Nagamara hiring happened. I, I I took a shot at him because I was like, holy cow, what is this? What has this guy done to get this opportunity? And he's been coaching at Sporting Kansas City on the second team, and he literally has like a twenty percent win ratio. I mean, it's like he doesn't win at all. It's like one year he won four games in 34. The next year he wins six. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know how that happens. You just fall out of a boat and land in a ship. It's crazy. That was crazy. I'm sorry, people. That's nuts. That's nuts. So I'm going to watch that. And I'm not rooting against him. I just think that this is hilarious. A coach that didn't deserve to get hired to, a, to be a head coach came in with a PowerPoint presentation that blew Pat Onstad away, and it was because he discovered the Brazilian market. Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and um, get through that. That's gonna be interesting. Miami might figure it out, right? This is always how it works in 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 our mentality. This this mentality does not work in other parts of the world, by the way. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm and for that very reason, I'm staying away from the Ralph Reinick and Ted Lasso comments about Chris Armas. Because they're, they're, you know, the funny part about the NFL is they used to say it stood for not for long. But th that's not true. That's not true. In this country, 
In this country, we have something like this going on right now that people are now investigating that the, the realities of the Miami Dolphins, they were trying to lose. They had a coach that was told, hey, you need to lose to make sure that we get rewarded at the end of this horrible season. That doesn't happen in Europe. You don't get to screw up that bad and then say, you know what, since we're already so far gone, we might as well go all the way off the cliff and make sure we lose the rest of our games because the system that we that we have is going to reward us with the best pick. That sucks. If you're a if you're a great basketball player or a great football player, and, and you're going to be made a, a very wealthy man as a, as a number one pick overall, the one thing, the only guarantee you get in all of that is you're going to a shitty team. You're gonna you're gonna and then they're all gonna talk about building around a guy, and then you got to live that crap. Matthew Stafford. 12 years in Detroit, 12 years. It's finally at the point where he's like, dude, just get me out of here. Get me out of here. Can I just go somewhere else? Did he have a coach that says, hey, by the way, that guy's good. He's just in a bad place. But he had to live through 12 years of hell because our system said, hey, you're good. So you have to go play for the crap team and make him better because we believe in parody. That doesn't exist in Europe. That's why Ralph Reinick, he goes into Manchester United and, and, he, and he, the team can't score. They've only been scored on, I think, 10 times in the first 13 games, goals against, but I don't think he has more than 16 goals. I mean, it's, it's one goal a game. You're never gonna, you're never gonna win those folks over. They're gonna boo you. And now they're calling, they're calling Chris Armas Ted Lasso because it's a big joke and his training sessions are terrible. And then Ralph Reinick pretends that he does, oh, I do not read the, 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 these uh, reports. Bullshit. You, of course you do. Of course you know. But I mean, some people just don't believe it. They, 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 don't, they don't believe it. So the point in all of this is, is we got, we, we got Charlotte coming into this thing. And that guy, Ramirez, they're going to give him three years to figure it out. And it's okay. We're screwed right now. <laughs> he's going to come back next year and go, we're screwed again. You know what I would do, Ramirez? I would say, hey, I've discovered that Spain has a lot of talent over there. We might need to investigate that. And we think this might fit with our plan over here in Charlotte. Try that. That might work. They might buy that. They might actually buy that. Yeah, anyway. Oh, man, I'm fired up today. I think um, if, if I'm really going to be honest I, I, I'm about all of this, I look at all of these teams and they're, I mean, I, I know that, that, that Toronto just signed and said, yeah, he's not coming until June. And I know that Chicago just got Shakiri. And I think that's great. And that's what people get, that's what people get fired up about. It was funny. Like it's people are writing in Chicago. They're like, this is the biggest ha thing to happen since Schweinsteiger. Since Pinkstabber. I mean, come on. What what did he do for that team outside of just like take a lot of pictures with his wife, you know, when it was nice weather by Lake Michigan? Oh my God, this just cracks me up. I know I look at all of these teams. There's not one of them that excites me at all. I'm happy for Yedlin. He landed in Miami. I have no idea what Montreal is going to spit out this year. Columbus, you know, you got you got Type A manager just just basically doing the, the fist pump thing when they win and then they don't make the playoffs and whatever. Red Bull is, is just, it's just, I don't know what that is. It's just, it's just, they just took everything from Austria and they moved it to, to New York and they thought that was going to work. Orlando's like up and down. Who knows? Atlanta looks like, 
Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta makes more bad decisions than good. And no one's really called them out over there. They, they, keep, they keep kind of like, you know, they brought in Tata. He did great. Almiron was phenomenal. They, they won it all. They, they, they did a good job with his setup, with their Argentine defenders. And, you know, basically a South American maestro who could, who could figure it out. And Martinez scored a bunch of goals. And it was like, all right, there, there you go. It's kind of what New England's doing now. Philly will always be a part of this. Nashville's got a good manager. NYCFCs, as long as, if, I hope we don't have to endure that again. If they get all the way to the final and Ronnie's going to take all his clothes off. I don't need to see that. But I just, I'm looking at all these teams and, and, and I'm wondering, okay, is, is everybody's pretty excited about LA, you know, because here we go again. We have a, we have a guy that, that a Brazilian guy. Hey, by the way, maybe that's who you should have got, Houston. Why did you go after that guy? That, that guy would have been great. He's, he's Brazilian. Oh, you should have known that. It just slipped right through your fingers. Oh, Lord. But I can tell you who's going to come in the last. Let's see. One, two, three, four. I can tell you who's going to come in last again. It'll probably be the same six. I don't think LFC is going to be anything at all this year. That's ah, crazy stuff. You know, you know who might be available uh, just in case anybody pays attention to this stuff? Uh, it's an American forward who has a pretty good track record. Not so great in Houston, but with LAFC possibly and Minnesota. Christian Ramirez. His manager just got sacked. They lost to Motherwell. And I, from what I understand, the fans went nuts, climbing the fence, coming after the players. They didn't go after Christian. He scored the goal. They lost 2-1 to one in the, uh, the cup. But how about that kid? How about him? I might call him today. I like Christian. I remember his, I mean, his humble beginnings. I, I think he was, I, th- I think he's another option. That's just like forgotten guy. And he didn't figure it out in Houston either. Even, even playing for Tad. Riti, who, who was, was down there, and he, he took all the minutes. I think Uriti has moved to Austin. So how many teams has Uriti played for? Somebody throw that stat at me. This guy's just destination to destination to destination. And, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know if we're trying to get better. We're just trying to hire a guy that uh, we think might do it. Let's go get a guy that we know is going to do it. Either way, I am, I know I was a little bit fired up, a little bit all over the place today. I hope you enjoyed this. The Champions League starts back up uh, this week and... Uh, I'm, I think I already went through the fixtures. PSG and Madrid is the big one. Of course, uh, we'll all keep our eyes on that. There's all the speculation of Mbappe is going to be in Spain by the time we get to summer, which I believe uh, to be true. Man City will probably take care of business and Byron's going to explode. Chelsea, we don't get to see until the 22nd as with Juventus and enters. Uh, got Liverpool. But the Champions League, cue the music. Love the music. I mean, people like the music. I like the music. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this week. It's, it's, there's, there is just a whole lot going on, at least in the soccer world. We'll pay attention to um, if these guys in Major League Soccer figure it out to see if they're still screwed next week. Uh, otherwise, hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I did. And I'm glad it's over, but let's focus on the football. And that's what the, uh, the coming weeks and the coming shows will certainly be about. In the meantime, be good human beings out there. Take care of each other. Try to love and respect each other, accept each other. If you get there, you're probably on on track uh, to doing things right and to living life appropriately. Either way, be healthy out there. We'll see you next time.